Welcome to another episode of Truly Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Where every episode, Canberra's smartest, coolest film critics tackle a tomato from Wikipedia's list of films with a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm Declan. I'm here with all my co-hosts. We got Hayden. We got Morgan. We got Mitch. Hey. And we got uh, give our shout outs to our salsa, our adoring fan base, who send us all these cool emails and messages. Like uh, Reese on Instagram, who after hearing our last episode went and subconsciously purchased a box of Nutrigrain. So hey, awesome! We're gonna hope we're gonna hope our boy Mitch here can secure Nutrigrain as a sponsor. I've got him on the account because um, we just sold them a box, and I feel like there's a lot more where that came from. Speaking of sponsors, Old El Paso have not yet officially sponsored the podcast, but we await their Takui support. Yeah. And now let's get on to our guest. We've got a really cool guest in the studio at their own house right now. Their name is Michelle Brazier. You may have seen her acting in Auntie Donna sketches or joining them on stage. You may have heard her singing. You may have seen her on At Home Alone Together on ABC. You may have seen her on the Lockdown Comedy Festival on Stan. You may have seen her on Mad as Hell with Sean McCuff. You may have even heard that she's got a writing credit on the Adult Swim cartoon yolo crystal fantasy and you may be about to hear us speak on the podcast right now welcome michelle hello thanks for having me camera hey. boys <laughs> so michelle do you want to tell our audience what movie we forced you to watch today uh it was a porn film called <laughs> uh killing me softly um and it was oh it was a dream <laughs> what a dream <laughs> <laughs> it was like a fever dream. Yeah, we we don't do any research on the films. Like that's kind of the rule of the podcast. We don't we don't like a, you know research it beforehand. So we ask people to watch them, and we don't know anything about them. And as soon as I watched this one, I felt really bad <laughs> that I made you watch this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, this is a soft porn film. Yes, and that you know what that's that's okay. But I shouldn't have watched it <laughs> making breakfast. <you> know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's right. Is is this? I haven't seen um, the what? What are those? Um, those movies? Fifty the, Shades. Fifty Shades. Yeah, porn. I'm not familiar with it. No, f- Fifty Shades <laughs> of Black or whatever it is. Fifty Shades of Grey. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, That's yeah. the one. I've I've seen the cooler one, Black. That is a movie as well, though. Uh, yeah. So 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 I assume that this is just proto that maybe. I think this is similar. I have only mm. seen the first Fifty Shades mm. of Grey. That's a lot of but Shades of Grey for you of... To, to have seen, though. The first I've 50. seen the first 50. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but there's, I think it's honestly, like, I, I think Fifty Shades of Grey is, like, problematic for reasons that are, I don't know, something to do with, like, the kink community mm. uh, something, something. I didn't read the article. <laughs> um, but it's upset a lot of people, so I was like, all right, well, I won't watch it. But this one is has obviously upset everyone, <laughs> which is yes. a treat. A hundred percent of people <laughs> were upset treat. at this one. It was, yeah, it was very upsetting for uh, probably more reasons than Fifty Shades. Gotta tell you, I love this film. You loved it? Yeah. I loved this film. It was one of the easier ones to get through. I was sure I was going to turn it off after the first 40 minutes. I was like, man, I really need to go to bed. I'll figure out time to finish this thing sometime today when we're recording this. It it pulled me the whole way through. Okay. Mm. Twists and turns and all. Did you see the twist coming? Um, I saw a twist coming, but not that specific twist, which was, yeah, that was a bit much actually. 
but <laughs> I had a similar experience. It was a I, weird movie. I actually, I think this is like one of the best ones we've had to watch. Wow. For me. Wow. I think I wow. think I'm gonna rank this like my second, and it's not a good movie. But uh, but we've very. watched some really really bad movies for this podcast, and this was like way up there to the point where I never once sat there being like, this is so boring. I need to turn this off. I need to fast no. forward. Like, how am I going to get through this? I, it kind of had me the whole time. Yeah, because there's tits the whole time. There's the <laughs> entire time. There's That's just not it. breasts. That's n- I didn't notice. I mean, there I are didn't a lot notice. of breasts. At least three. It's the horniest movie I've ever seen. It was like, I was trying to, I'm like trying to make toast. I'm glad you said that word, Michelle, because there, that word has come up a few times in the past on this podcast. There have been a few horny movies, but this is by far the horniest movie on the list that we've checked out so far. It's so, so this was, horny. This was made in 2002 and we're going through them in a chronological order. So I think we're relating to them more and more in, in ways because they're getting closer to, to our time. So, reality. so what is this movie? What happens? Where do we start? We start on a on a snowy mountain in an opening in the opening That's credits, true. and it's That's just right. Like- and thank God it was not a fucking ski movie because I was furious oh. when it started. I was like, I'm not fucking watching this. I hate ski movies. They're all white the whole time. You can't see anything. Yeah. I was like, I'm not. I'm not here for this. And then I saw breasts, and I was like, Ooh, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, sorry for interrupting. Okay. That was an interesting move, wasn't it? They they started with a shot of a mountain. And then they cross dissolves a naked Heather Graham, like coming. half faded <laughs> over that mountain. On the mountain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which was good for her. I will say, I, 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 Heather Graham was like a not childhood, but teenagehood crush of mine. Like, I like looking at her face. So at maybe her face? that did pull me through the like? movie. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You should <laughs> yes. ask the director She's what got a he nice likes face. looking at because I think it was. Yeah, what was the director's boobies? name again? Chen. Chen something. He's a really great filmmaker. He's won incredible awards. Is he yeah. actually? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, Chen Cage, I think. Yeah, Chen Cage. He won the um, the Palm Door at Cannes maybe the year before Pulp Fiction won, like oh, in wow. the early nineties. He's a he's a Chinese guy, and um, I think this might have been the only movie he made in America for an American audience because it didn't do very yeah. well. And so he's still making movies for in China. Though. Well, I've seen one skiing-related movie. I think, Hayden, you might have seen it with me in the cinemas when I was like 9 or 11 or 12. It was called Vertical Limits. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, I remember Vertical, Vertical Limit. Does it have an S at the end? I thought it was just singular. Vertical Limit. That makes more sense. That's mainly what I wanted to talk about Oh, my tonight. God, I'm bored talking about this fucking ski movie. No, no ski movie No, talk. no, I want, well, I want to talk about... No, they don't ski, they climb. <laughs> what is what is a vertical no limit? What are they talking about when they it's say it's the, a vertical uh, limit? It's when it's when the mountain goes from vertical to... Um, what do you call it when I'm it curves back on leave. itself? Oh, God, quick, keep the guess. <laughs> keep the guess. <laughs> guys, guys, we're going to keep All the right. guess. So, <laughs> moving on. Heather Graham's coming on a mountain. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. what I want to hear. <laughs> yeah, we start off with a bit of an action-ish sequence where it's really teasing at an action, which is people ice climbing and climbing this mountain, and then snow's falling, and then they drop their utensils in like slow motion, and then they fall to their deaths, and we fade off on their screams, and that's the that's what sets up the movie. And then we cut to Heather Graham, who's the main character. She's called Alice, and she does this voiceover 
basically just at the beginning and the end, or maybe like interspersed throughout. But it's it's very like novelistic, isn't it? This was it? a book first. It was a, it was a book first. Before mm, she it sounds was so film. bored. She sounds like she's it's putting a bit, herself um, to sleep. Harry in Sex of like the City. Yeah. Book, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. This was definitely because books are lame, and this was lame. <laughs> I don't think this was <laughs> lame. So I, thought it, I thought it was very it. sexy, but I just was like, why did you cast? I thought it was miscast, and I thought that Heather Graham and Joseph um, Fiennes didn't really want to bang each other enough for my liking. Ah, mm. I thought Joseph Fiennes was fucking. <laughs> you didn't buy creepy it. as all hell. That dude scared me. He was a creepazoid. Yeah. Mm. Well, Do that's I know the, him that's from the anything weird else? thing about this movie, isn't it? The whole idea is Heather Graham. She's working in an advertising place or something. I think she says she makes. Um, she designs. I, I CD can tell ROMs. you exactly. I can tell you exactly what she says because it was the strangest line in the. Oh, there's a few she, great she, lines. Is it like an overdub? She's explaining what her job is. She says, "I design websites and CD-ROMs for corporate clients." <laughs> yeah. So, whatever that is. And she seems to be pretty successful doing it. She's happy. She's got a boyfriend who she's living in England and she's American. And her boyfriend is like not very much of a character in it. But he seems fine at the beginning. And then you later find out he's kind of a bit of like a lazy, just football watching. Well, yeah, because he watches the football. English guy. Yeah. yeah. And he just time. smokes cigarettes all day. Who wants to fuck that? No, I want a guy that chokes me yeah. and grabs me by the face. Mm, Thank you. Nice. Thank you for hearing us. Oh, <laughs> yeah. finally. finally, someone says it. Finally, something Mitch for us. speaks the language of love. <laughs> so she she's on her way to work, or she's crossing the street, and she takes all the precautions necessary. That's and on right. the way she to work, she dro- she drops yeah. her suitcase, and just CD ROMs spill out onto oh, yeah. the onto the. <laughs> Did that actually happen? That doesn't the thor- happen. Onto the thoroughfare. <laughs> That's right. But she goes to press that little button right when she needs to cross the street at the crossing. Yeah, and and she touches hands with a strange man. Mm. Voldemort's brother. Yes. Are they brothers? Wait, yeah. Are they related? Yeah. Yes, of yeah, course yeah, they're they related. They've got the same face. Yeah, that's true. I did think. Okay. I only noticed the surname. I did think he did. I'm, I'm, not, really a, surname, I'm not really a face man. Common indicator that they're brothers. Already, yeah. yeah that, Didn't you okay, see when right. he performed the killing curse? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> now, we were just talking about Harry Potter quickly. Can I say Heather Graham's boss in this movie looks exactly like Alan, Alan Rickman? Rickman? He, yeah, does. he does. I thought yes. it might have been Alan Rickman. Yeah. I was like, what's happening? What? What is this? That it's was like exciting for me. Alan Rickman in Dogma, which I think was the same year. Yeah. short. No, Dogma was 99, I oh, think. Oh, you're right. But it's yeah. short hair Rickman and you're like, they, yeah, it's like diehard looking Rickman. Yeah. But it's not him. It's just a different guy that has the same yeah, face. it's poor man's Rickman. Alan Rongman. Yeah. It's poor That's Rickman. Great. My th- my problem with this film, and this is the only problem I have, is that when she <laughs> leaves her workplace to go and inevitably meet up with Voldemort's brother, mm. who she falls in love with and has an affair Uncle with. Uncle Voldemort. Uncle Voldemort. The, the problem for me is that she says, I'm just going to get my hair trimmed. My hair trimmed, trimmed. yeah. Mm. Yes. I was like, yeah. what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. What? Who wrote this screenplay? I'm just off to get my hair trimmed. And she's not. You can't get your hair trimmed in a lunch break. Like, what the? what's she talking I about? Know. I'm furious with her for this. I'm really glad you said that because I was watching it with my girlfriend and she had the same objection. Ugh. And she's like, firstly, it's a bad lie because you can't get it done that quickly. And Mm-mm. secondly, when she shows up at work tomorrow and her hair looks the same, people yeah. are going to call her out on the lie. Exactly the same. It's a terrible lie. Look, I've had a I've had a sneaky haircut on a lunch break before, and I was fucking sweating to get back to the office. Yeah, and you time. don't have the Heather <laughs> no Graham I mean. mane. She's got a, a mane exactly. to maintain. 
but that's the point. You that's w- right. But maybe in the office, uh, getting your hair trimmed is a euphemism, and they all knew what she was actually She's going. Like, to I do. gotta go <laughs> fuck this guy. Yeah, I gotta go to the, the bookstore that's where. That's what I say book, when I leave the office. I say, all right, boys, I gotta go <laughs> fuck this guy. <laughs> going to get that old haircut, eh? Yeah, You're going to get. Oh, who's haircut, this guy? You? You're going to go fuck. Oh, it's just a guy like I touched hands with accidentally at the crossing this morning. <laughs> And he looked kind of interesting. I'm going to go see if he's oh, still there. Oh, by the there. way, when they touched hands, she looked back at him like four or five times throughout the next 20 yeah. seconds. Just could not stop double taking. Yeah, like, it's insane. The director yeah, yeah. made some insane choices. And you can see Heather Graham's eyes being like, I don't want to do this, but I, <laughs> I guess this is what so you want to do. <laughs> so, like, there's, bits, there's a bit, I'm sorry to skip forward. I don't know the structure of this podcast, but there is a, a bit where like later on she's lying down and he's tied her to like a bed thing. It's not no, a bed, yeah. it's like a bench. And she gets up and then she lays down and then she gets up and then she, she just keeps like yeah, sort of yeah. looking down her chin <laughs> at him and then lying down. And it's clear that it's either in the screenplay or the director's like, and then she lies down and then she gets up and then she lies down. And she's Heather Graham's like, I've had enough. I've been on, I've been shooting this for three weeks. I've had enough of this. <laughs> she sort of plays this character that's like, at times it's like, oh, cool. She's just doing everything that exactly the way she wants to and not giving a fuck and, and living her life the way she wants to. And then there's other moments where she's sort of portrayed as this weird baby that can't mm, make yeah. her own decisions. And is yeah, being she's dra- a tiny little it, weird baby. It, ju- it jumps between these two really. It, it's kind of jarring. Mm. Yeah, but she does. Like from the second she meets this dude or like cites this dude, honestly, mm. She's like under his spell or something strange like this, where she's becomes almost instantly infatuated or obsessed with him, and mm. she watches him walk into a bookstore, which is across the road from her office building. Do you know what the name of that bookstore was? Um, no, Killing Me Softly. I'm books. looking it up. <laughs> CD-ROMs Incorporated. I'm looking it up now, but I think it had something to do with Summit. I think Summit was in the title. <laughs> it was exclusively a mountain climbing mountain books. I'll get back to you about that one. <laughs> anyway. She she decides to go out on our lunch break and see if he's still in the in the bookshop. He is because it turns out he's a famous mountain climber who wrote a book about mountain climbing. But she doesn't fucking know that. Why would he no. still be in the bookshop? Exactly. Fucking psycho! You don't Three, know he's a four writer. Hours later. Jesus yeah. Christ, Heather Graham, get it together! Come on, Heather. <laughs> she didn't think he was going there to do like a book signing, did she? She just thought he was a customer, and the last time she saw him was crossing the road into a bookstore. Yes. Yeah, she has no information. In my head, she thought that maybe he worked there. Oh yeah, well maybe. Which was what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's valid. When she first looks at him, she does have. Michelle, that- can you please stop insulting my favorite? I'm movie? so sorry. I actually like. I didn't mind the movie. It was a like it was one of the best porn <laughs> stories I've ever seen in porn, and it was like one of the longest exactly. porns I've ever seen. To the like, end. Yeah, it was really good. It was kind Thank of. You. It was like a reverse porn, though, wasn't it? Because the the first half hour mm. had all the graphic sex yes. scenes, but it but it tapers off, and then it's just all the story stuff that we're hooked That's on. Right. Except for later on when we see a flashback <laughs> of a slow motion replay of one of those sex scenes. Yes, of a scene we already saw. Just dissolved it looks like over. Real sex. It looks real. I was going to mention that. I had a feeling that this was similar to another movie on the list we watched was Bolero. Yes, uh, which is. A movie about a, a man wanting to watch his wife fuck someone else, I guess. Uh, anyway, um, this movie reminded me a lot of that just because of the sheer amount of probably unsimulated sex. Yeah. I don't I know. Think if- the passion is good in this. I, I liked the passion. <laughs> I thought it was some of the horniest passion that we've seen yet. 
<laughs> she was like well, I I wasn't I wasn't sure if it was real sex or not. Um, I I've got two children, so have, having only had sex twice, I can't remember <laughs> what it's exactly like. But um, it's sort of yeah. I'll take your word for it, man. I mean, I'm sure that they weren't having sex, but then also yeah. like I'm also sure that they were. You know. Yeah. Like, I've so been true. on a set. So I know what, like, you, it, that would have been really hard to shoot. They're right. so, right. oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, let's talk about that sex scene because, I mean, from the bookstore, it's pretty much he opens up a car door, she gets in. Oh, yeah, they like don't talk. They don't talk at all. Like, they just get in the British cab. I think that's sexy. I think that's really sexy. Oh, yeah, for sure. The, the Just the old open door, the open door policy. We we should we should mention that yeah so, so her her um narration of this film she's telling someone mm. what what mm. happened she's tell she's explaining these events the sort of details and, um, yeah you hear another man's voice and I assume she's talking to a psychologist or I had that as well or something psychiatrist but she she sort of explains what's happening through the whole movie and and and, and so yeah so on this one day after leaving leaving her husband to go to work. She then goes off on her lunch break, has what we assume is the best sex of her life, the and then goes life. back to work. Which is like, that's great. Right. Like, that story, I'm here for that story. Mm. I love that story. Oh, yeah. And what about the poor man? Yeah, I forgot about the man at that point. Oh, I was like, what, is, what is the story? God. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how forgettable he is. Ugh, I'm sure he's boring. And then he shacks up with her best friend immediately. He's so boring. <laughs> he was yeah. fine. I like that that didn't he, tie up at all. He does end up being boring. <laughs> I think at the beginning he he seemed all right though. They have breakfast together. They're, they're he all buys fine. her train ticket. Photos. Yeah, but then when she leaves yeah. him, he goes like full psycho and like he smashes does. shit and he's like yelling. Yes. It's like control your feelings. Yeah, yeah, you fucking yeah. That's right. Yeah. Where was this he passion says, when we says, saw you guys? I drive to before. the markets every Sunday. I buy your tube tickets for you. <laughs> like yeah. that's the oh, that's his crowning yeah. achievement in the relationship. That's right. He does literally nothing else. I buy your tube that tickets. That was so funny. Yeah. So basically, yeah, she she tells this voiceover at the beginning that gives quick backstory. She's from Indiana. She was in London for six months until she met Jake, her boring boyfriend. She feels safe. She feels comfortable. She meets this guy crossing the road. She follows him into the bookstore. He doesn't say anything. She's attracted to him, but not just in a, like, he's a hunk, but in that, like, he's mysterious and scary as well. And so he's got those eyes and he opens this door to the cab and she gets in and they go home and they have sex. And then I guess she just goes back to work and is like... My hair got trimmed. Yeah, you know that's I like? like any British man with a jawline. Like if they're British and they have a jawline, it's like, what's this guy's deal? Like, this is <laughs> so mysterious. I'm getting in that. Where's this guy's cab? Like for sure. Like that's crazy. <laughs> I like that. And then she goes home for the night, and I think I think then she has sex with her actual partner. Yeah, and it's, it's boring. shit. So boring. It's the shittest sex. He can't do her. it. He can't do and it. He's like, he's like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> That's like, right. <sighs> Please tell me yeah. how to have sex. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? What do you want me to do? You guys have been together for years. Like, you obviously know what she likes, or you haven't asked before, or what? Do you just like never try anything and just go? I don't know. Can you suggest something? Fucking, you pick what's for dinner, fuckhead. He wasn't even <laughs> talking to her. He was talking to the footy that was on behind her. Yeah. No, I'm not into him at all. He's boring, and he'll, he'll be happy okay. with her boring friend. So he got he got what he deserved, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Good. Yeah, and she's she's like kind of riding him but she's got that wistful look of like nah this isn't yeah this isn't as good i've had better now oh, she's I, not into it I'm at all break up with this guy and she does the right thing yeah yeah, yeah she, she kind of does hey. she, she does the right thing really quickly she feels bad yeah. she's honest 
Mm. She's like, I met someone else. This is the deal, which is like really nice and really brave of her. She's great. People treat her like she's an idiot, but she's actually yeah. like, no, I'm making my choices and, you know. <laughs> yeah. And the, the other thing I want to mention, which was really weird, is is when she meets a guy in the bookstore and she gets in his car, it does this like zoom in on a guy in the bookstore that we haven't really met yet. Um, who just is like staring at this. He's really watching this moment of her going off with him. And you're like, is that meant to be someone she knows? Or is it just a guy who works in a bookstore who's really jealous about what's happening? Yeah, it's just a guy. <laughs> it's almost Lynchian. Like, it's kind of, it's really strange. Mm. There's a lot of moments in this that I'm like, I can see how they left being like, this is going to be the best film ever. Yeah. And then it came yeah. out and everyone was like, no, thank you. And they were like, but we did the weird stuff and <laughs> we had titties. Why? We had a lot. <laughs> yeah. We followed the formula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I imagine the um, the guy Chen Cage is like, isn't this what you Americans want? I, I put all the, the titties in there. Exactly. Like he watched like something by David Lynch. He watched something <laughs> by Stan. Right. He watched Eyes Wide Shut and he was like, I can do it. I can adapt this fucking book. And so she's longing for, for Joseph Fiend or Fine or however you say his name. And Can I say, after, the, after their first encounter, he does sort of say to her very earnestly, like, you can come back here anytime. Sort of yeah. almost like, he's, like he seems attached to her almost instantly as well. It's very weird. Mm. Like, it's just... It's almost alien the way that these two people connect and are then like chunk together. I disagree. Everybody I've ever slept with has been the same. So that's I how it goes. Okay. Yeah. I meet most right, most cool. of the people I've met in my life as just like touching hands on one of those buttons at the <laughs> the zebra crossing. I mean, where else do you meet people at the pub? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Come on. Traffic lights. See, I'm I'm used to being on the other side where after I sleep with someone, they specifically say, "Don't ever come back here. My door is closed to you." <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. That's cool. You change the locks. <laughs> So what what happens after this? They 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 keep hooking up. She kind of becomes partners. Oh no! Okay, so so then we meet a new character. So she goes around there after sort of walking away from her boyfriend, and well, he goes she around may, to she his. She finds out who he is as well. She finds out that his name's Adam Tallis. That he was a mountain climber. She gets his book, and then she's she's kind of hooked on him. And there's a point where she drives to his car, his house again because he has extended the open door policy from his cab to his house. And he's like, "Whenever you want, I'll be here. Come over." And then she buys his book and she's like kind of almost masturbating in this car, like riding over to his oh, house. Yeah. She's like, you know, she's ready for it. And then Is they, she? they I have don't sex remember. together. No, no, no. I was too busy looking at her face. She's so. so She's just like super horny about it. She's like, ah. Uh, she's, she's just sort like, of warming yeah, herself up cool. and it's, it's, it's a little weird. Yeah. I love it. I loved it. But She's she so arrives. <laughs> the dude is real robotic as well. But she arrives, and, and it turns out that these these few occasions she's been over there, it's actually turns out to be this man's sister's house. And he yeah. arrives. Uh, she arrives, and his sister is there. And and the sister's very sort of like brother, like sister, very sort of full on and like, hi, how are you going? You must be what's her name, Alice. You must be Alice. Very smirky. It's so nice to meet these you. Siblings are very Come smirky. Come on in. Let me tell you about my brother. He's the best, and um. You know, like once he gets attached to someone, he really gets attached to them. And she, she's got this je ne sais quoi 
that's really unnerving as well. And then it, you know, she's like, well, actually, here's his address. You can go to his address and, and, and hang out with him there. But before before we meet the sister, we learn that the guy is a bit weird himself. So he tells that he, he like, he's real robotic when he finally talks to her. And he says something like, you know, we were climbing mountains and people died and, and I saved some, but my lover had to die. And he does this weird thing where he grabs a goldfish out of a bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, my like, God. This is what it's like 20,000 <laughs> feet up. And he's just holding the goldfish in the air and he's like, its brain is dying. And, and you're like, oh, this guy's a psycho. And he's got a um, Chinese symbol on his back as a tattoo. Yeah. But she's loving it. And Heather Graham is fine with it. She's just like... No, she's not mm, fine. She's okay. loving it. She had a calm. Yeah, she like, feels wow, good about it. She's soaking it up. Cool. But it's also... He's saying the same thing that is from the monologue that she was saying at the beginning of the movie. Really? Do you, so yeah, is right. she? Yeah, yeah. Okay. She was saying nice, that nice over the um, over the mountain shots, which I assume she's also saying like skip to the end, who she's talking to at the end. She's saying all this to those people, just this nonsense <laughs> yeah. that he was talking about yeah. when he pulled that fish out. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, we meet <laughs> the sister, who's uh, Natasha McKellen from from Californication. I don't know if anyone's seen that, but she plays David Duchovny's ex-wife. Also and, uh, very horny. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, a little bit. Show. It, it does run in the family. She's so horny. Yeah, a lot of horny. It's a horny. There's show. horniness in those eyes. So Heather Graham shows up to what she thinks is her boyfriend's it's, house, yeah. and she has revved herself up in the car. And there's another woman there. So at first you're like, oh no, this guy's got women all over the place. But then she's like, no, it's just my sister. Uh, I, I'm the sister And That's then she's disgusting. like Well I, I think she goes I'll wait for him outside And she's in the snow With a skirt on Just waiting Kind of oh, like yeah, In this back right. alley hmm. Yeah no, Yeah she, she goes to his house To his actual house And stands outside his house For hours In like a mini <laughs> yeah. skirt In the snow Yeah, yeah. What do they think women are? Yeah, it's God. nonsense. Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, it's definitely not written by a woman. I think the like, screenplay was written by a woman because really? of the, the the. I think it was, and also just like I'm just looking this up now, but like the vibe of the horniness is very female. It's female horniness. It is definitely. It felt like an emulation of a of an erotic novel for mums. Mm. I think that's what it was. Um, I think that's exactly what it was. Right. I think that's what it was. It just had this very. Yeah, it is a very alien dreamlike vibe. Maybe the book was a lot about choking because the amount of choking in the first, like, I don't know, the first interaction, it's it's real uncomfortable. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I should be choking everyone every time I see him. Oh, you can't choke honestly, people in Canberra, boys. Stop it. Not with the COVID restrictions. No handshakes. Dad no choking. You have to do. You have to move to a real city. We, we're one of the only places that has <laughs> legal prostitution, aren't we? I think so. Oh, yeah, but know. you can't choke it. Well, I'm just saying. We're progressive here. Yeah, but we don't have designated have choking designated zones like Victoria. Zones, I agree. <laughs> if only. You've got your roundabouts. Just bring be back the choking zones. That's true. <laughs> at least, at least I can leave my house more than once every day, Michelle. I can go two times. I can go to the shops, <laughs> and I can go to the exercise. Place. To the exercise so, place. Yeah. Thank you very our, much. Our, our gyms are open, so I go to the gym. It's, it's whatever. Well, I don't because I work with my body strength. Um, because uh, I, that's 
just um that's all you need fuck you i'm the guest fuck <laughs> off <laughs> you're the one having a go at my favorite movie so flexing on the guest oh, i'm sorry <laughs> um <laughs> no but what, what where, where are we oh yeah so the sister's introduced but when when the sister's introduced he says she's my sister but she drives me mad i swear it's chemical <laughs> yeah that's what so does crazy. that mean yeah what that is we're gonna that? find yeah. out what that means yeah we'll, we'll find out just how chemical <laughs> the sister can chemical. get by the end of this thing um, it's also worth noting that when uh, Joseph Fine shows up again and, and she's in the snow, uh, she says, you know, I broke up with my boyfriend and they just he just takes yeah. her right then and there against like a dirty, freezing cold, snowy alley brick wall. I mean, yeah, like it's established that this guy knows how to fuck, right? Like, and so oh, yeah. it's sort of each, each time they're having sex, it's more... I don't know. What, what do you call it? <laughs> rough or something Aggressive. like this. S&M. Yeah, yeah, S&M. There you go. It's rough. It's like really rough. Very rough. Um, And like it mm. gets rougher and she doesn't really explicitly consent to it. I mean, no, she does actually. She does. He's like, you know, it's <laughs> <attractive> <laughs> and so they move in together <laughs> and the relationship develops and she starts getting, I, sorry if I'm skipping ahead too quickly, pick me up if I am, but she starts getting letters in the mail. She moves in with him. She starts getting letters in the mail saying, hey, he's not who you think he is. Yeah, yeah, okay. And and that kind of starts to mm. niggle away, not so much at her in the early days, but at the viewer because you're yes. kind of like, well, he's he's kind of violent with his sex and it's all sort of a bit yeah. S&M-y and he's also very strange in the way that he pulls goldfishes out of bowls every time he sees yeah. them. That's yeah. my main problem. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. There was that time as well that somebody tried to rob her oh, and he chased right, her. Yes. He just appeared. He wasn't there at first. He just happened to appear around the corner, chased him down, beat the shit out of him, put him through like a telephone box. Like kept going. Okay, that was that and then proposed That's to her. That's right. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately after. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately yeah. proposed to her. That was so weird. But before that, weirder, she is talking to her best friend and she mm. is wearing a kimono yeah, right. and lime green shimmery tights and i don't buy it well the first line in that scene is i've even started wearing more silly clothes look at what yeah. i'm wearing and she starts pulling out like different clothes yeah. like, oh, she's God. like he's changed me the funniest thing is yeah she meets her friend uh, for a drink and her friend is like, you know, normally it'd be like, how are you doing with your new boyfriend? But the friend is like, you know, your ex is taking it really badly. Like mm. he is not dealing yeah. with this well. And I- and she tries to point out, she's like, you know, you, you've you left a really good loving relationship because you had like the be- oh, some great yeah. sex and you've made a mistake and essentially telling her that she's wrong. But we've just seen when, when she did break up with him that he smashes a vase and like tips over a table and screams at her and stuff. How was so that like, better? Yeah. You know, he did not take the breakup oh, well. Buy you your bus tickets. <laughs> also, like, I mean, this best friend, maybe that's like an interesting insight into her, and maybe there's more of it in the book where her best friend is trying to like convince her, convince herself that she shouldn't be leaving whoever she's with mm. for. For the ex with the bus ticket. That's right. As you alluded yeah. to before. She's like, just because he can buy the tube tickets doesn't mean that you should leave the loving home. But she does it. She just He's the only it. one who has access. He's the only one who can get the tube tickets. He won't tickets. tell him where you can pick them up. That's why That's why the best friend goes for him. She just She just doesn't understand transport. She's like, how do I no get on does. the train? He's the only one. Here, yeah. take these. Take these. And so the best friend is like, wow, you know, you're, you're, you're leaving a loving guy... 
And I heard mm-hmm. he even gets mm-hmm. you train tickets. Does does <laughs> she actually bring the train tickets up? She does, doesn't she? No, no I think she does. I, I don't think. I so. don't. I don't remember it, and I feel like I would. I'm trying to will it, it into. The, yeah. At the very <laughs> beginning, she said that he has his like tube ticket in his wallet since he was like. <laughs> or something i gotta check this but it's mentioned it it comes up oh no no you're right yeah he does she does say that he kept the same wallet in his jacket that he had since he was 12 years old with his tube ticket in it they do say tube ticket like seven times in this movie yeah yeah yeah. tube ticket ticket. they have to remind themselves that they're in london London. don't forget this they've cast heather graham for some fucking insane reason i don't know because she has great breasts because of her face i think it was that she was willing to do full frontal nudity and willing I think she read the script and was willing to do it and she was one of maybe two. I think that's... There are actors in, in the UK who will get their breasts out. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. Daniel Radcliffe was in Equus. That's right. You know, that's true. All kinds of things go on in the theatre world. They could have found someone. Well, they're, they're trying to appeal to maybe American horniness and they think... British horniness yeah, will get people it. feeling a bit... A bombshell. Sickly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They want to have a wide scope of horniness. So they've got the Shakespeare and love guy and then the American girl. But yeah. So she's playing a character called Alice and his last name is Talus. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. And they say at one point once they get married, they're like, hey, you're Alice Talus. And I was like, why? They say that's it so lot. stupid. They say it a lot of times. <laughs> There's no reason that they have that in there other than maybe they think it's funny. <laughs> It's not that funny. No. Uh, not on purpose. So that's insane. Yeah, the tagline of the movie could have been called Killing Me Softly, the Alice Tallis story. That would have been cool. <laughs> I, I, I just want to note, this is very inconsequential, but the drinks that the two women are drinking at the bar, all, in fact, all the drinks that are in this movie look really, really badly propped. Obviously, like, propped. Is that a word? Um, no. Obviously, we, we, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't, can't hear you speak up. It is? Okay, good. Um, obviously, when you're filming something, you don't want to be downing fucking glasses of beer or whatever because you'll get drunk. Or So I presume there, there are fake drinks. And they're both drinking cocktails. And they just look like water with like food coloring dripped of them. <laughs> they looked so gross. And, and that's all I could think about for that whole scene. That and the goldfish. And then right after that scene, they go to the shops together. These Alice and her best friend. And that's when um, she gets robbed. Like a mugger comes up and steals her wallet, her handbag, or whatever. And so she she tries Puts to chase him. Puts a knife to her throat. Yeah. It's... And then her boy, her, her boyfriend at this time, who's the new crazy scary guy. Uh, yeah, as Morgan said, chases this guy down and not just like apprehends the suspect, gets the bag back, but like beats the shit out of him. One of those ones where he's already been down and knocked out, and he just keeps wailing. He's him, already dead. Smashes his head into a into an English phone box. And then her response is to turn around and kiss him as like the camera spins around them both. And it does this close up of the friend who saw all this happen and just go, Alice. And then he gets on and then he's like, let's get married. And she says, yes. And they've known each other for like maybe a week at this point. And she's and I'm, I thought he killed that guy. right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I was up. pretty sure he was like almost dead, if not also, dead. Yeah. I, I, I mean, she walks away from her friend. She just leaves her friend and this guy who's dead. It's like, you should definitely... There's going to be cops here soon. You don't have to talk to the cops about this dead guy. But the cops do rock up yeah. and, and and there are lots of, like, there's a crowd on the street that's formed. And I kind of like the way that all of these, like, men on the street people, like these random people hanging around, sort of a, have this really disconcerted look on their face watching these two kiss. They're like, what the 
fuck is well, this? Well, because their faces <laughs> the, are covered in blood. What's wrong with these people? And, and I mean, I, I guess the point here is to try and drive home that these guys like, or like th- this sort of threat of violence is some some kind of a turn on. And so the fact that he just almost killed a dude is sort of playing into this weird relationship that the two have. I, I get that. But it, I liked that they actually presented... It was looking into a mirror, seeing the faces of all these people on the street. It was like, oh, that's me being like, what the fuck am I watching? I thought that he'd hired the mugger. (laughs) It seemed like he was too convenient. And I was like, (laughs) oh, he's hired this guy. But like, that's not what happened. (laughs) No, no. Apparently that was just the situation, which I was, uh, it's almost disappointing. I thought that that scene was actually doing more than it actually did. And thinking about it now, it's. It's just yeah. a crazy scene. I think what the movie does do well Set is... scenes. In, it, yes. Well, sure. But second to that, um, they, they instill this this sense of, like, distrust in the dude for the audience, right? But they like, cheat I, it. I was, like... They cheat it. They, they put in all this, like, ominous music all the time. He'll, he'll just... He'll say something yeah, and have, yeah. like, that deadpan robotic face and it'll just be, like, scary string music. Yeah. And, and so they set it up that he's going to be a psycho. Yeah. I mean, but it, it works pretty well. It's just that the reveal at the end makes... I mean, I guess it makes sense, but it's fucking dumb. <laughs> it's like a M. Well, Night like, Shyamalan... Yeah, it's a twist. I think they're trying to, like, set him up as a as a bit of a red herring. And also, maybe there's, like, a comment in there about, like, just because he likes rough sex doesn't mean he's a bad guy. But also, exactly. he did... I don't know if... Can I say a spoiler? Because he fucked his sister, guys. Yeah. When yeah. he was 15, yeah. this guy... Yeah. Fucked his sister. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and so, should we just quickly rattle off some of some of the things that tip her off to start to slowly go on, going from being completely infatuated to being like, "Holy shit, is this dude gonna kill me?" Which is essentially where where it kind of goes. Oh yeah, that's that's right. Because at the end of the film, when things start to go a bit haywire, she says, "I guess I missed all the clues." The first one being that she beat the shit out of that guy and put his head through yeah. a phone box. Like that'd be the first clue. <laughs> right. Well, no, before that, he'd already he'd choked a fish, and, and then, then yeah, she he starts gets a getting letters. That- she gets a letter that just says, use your head, Alice. The fact that he never shows any emotion on his face ever. Yeah. So the first letter she gets just says, use your head, Alice. What do you really know about him? And this is after she's agreed to marry him. Then they get married. And when they get married, they, they, they're at like a church. But then outside the church is like a graveyard. And then he's like, why don't mm. you get naked and I'll take a Polaroid of you in front of this massive tombstone. And so she does that and they go on like a honeymoon hike together because he's getting her into um, the activities he does, which is like hiking and rock climbing and all this stuff. So she's doing that. He's but yeah. very similar to the current Bachelor. Mm, yeah. <laughs> mm, very outdoorsy. Pretty, pretty directly, yeah. Which I could see. Mm. It sort of felt like that. And he was like, I'm going to lead you on this glow stick trail and then you can find me in the cabin. Is that what happened? Yeah, but he left her alone for like ages. It was like very clear that she was like, it's dark. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll just follow these fucking glow sticks. Yeah. You he psycho. ran ahead of her. He ran ahead up the mountain and yelled back to her. I'm going to make you strong. And then <laughs> just laid like all these glow sticks for. Yeah, so gross. Mm. But then she meets up with him and that yeah, they have some some kinky ropey sex. Like he's tying these ribbons around her neck silks. and stuff. They're silks. A silks, yeah. And that and it gets to They're called silks in the sexy community. Okay. Oh right, right, right. 
So is that like ribbon is a slur in this in this in the kink community? Is it? If I no, say I don't actually know. I just uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm making a point of it because later when his sister goes absolutely fucking ape shit and she goes, "Who do you think gave him his first silk?" Oh, oh. Mm. I thought she said silver. No, she said it- silk, <laughs> and then she said, "I'm talking about fucking." Uh, yeah i mean i thought i was distressed at the beginning of the movie but i think yeah once the incest kicks in i i don't know maybe i was was that's like 85 minutes into this thing in the last five minutes (laughs) i think i think what pulled me into this movie is i thought uh, i thought for the first what often happens with movies I don't like watching is after the first act, it falls off and I'm like, oh, I'm so not interested anymore. But this, like some of the more recent ones we've watched, this kind of like tumbled, not knowing anything about these movies before I watched them, you know, mm. it's always sort of like flip of a coin. But once I got past the first act and like things started getting a bit weirder, it was like, oh, I kind of want to know what's mm. going to happen mm. next, yeah. which is, yeah, which I wasn't is bored. not usually Definitely the case. not a boring movie. I wasn't bored. No. Which, which is the, essentially the only criteria I have if I'm watching a movie is not to get bored. I think there were, I just don't there were just bored. enough jolts. I don't care if it's a good movie, just don't bore There were me. enough jolts along the way, like uh, that guy being thrown through a box, a telephone box, her name ending up being <laughs> Alice Tallis. That's a real jolt. The goldfish. Mm. Oh, yeah, the goldfish. The bus tickets or the, the, the tube tickets. Alice Tallis. Alice Tallis's office. She, they make a real point <laughs> of right. it. <laughs> uh, well, what are the other things that tips her off that it's weird that things are weird? Oh, he's got he's got a locked cupboard in his house that she's not allowed. Yeah, in. <laughs> that's always a red flag. Yeah, secret closet with a padlock. But before on that, it. she's been she hasn't before that she's received a call from a journalist with yes. a tip off that he sexually assaulted mm. um, someone, and I'm saying that quite lightly because I uh, don't want to upset anyone. But uh, yeah, and that is just never really addressed. She kind of goes to see the woman and she's like, hey, what on the street is this guy did this to you? And she's like, yeah, he did it. I'd love to make money from it. And then I was like, oh, mm, cool. Yeah. Great message. Um, yeah, really, yeah. really good way to support victims there. Yeah. yeah. But I guess it was 2002 and who can say? Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's bad. That That's where the movie gets really bad for me is where they, yeah. they don't address it. And he's kind of a good guy. And she's like, oh, at the end, she's like, I wonder what might have been. And it's like, well, you might have been sexually assaulted by this fucking guy. Like, yeah. this is insane. Like, he, the way he addresses it as well is quite funny. Because, <laughs> sorry, not funny. Um, but, no. It's, it's, it's peculiar. So, so uh, it, it's too hard to explain, I think. But she goes off and pretends to be the journalist and interviews this woman who says she's been... Uh, sexually abused by her current husband and then she goes back home mr tallis you can tell because her her face is constantly she's got her eyebrows in this very concerned look for almost the rest of the entire film so she's just walking around looking like (gasps) like this and um she's doing that in the house and he's like something's up and she she says I don't know how it comes about. Does she bring up the name no, of this? No, he goes, um, how, he goes, are you sleeping with another man? And she says, no. And this is the part where she's sitting up and lying down and sitting up and lying down. She says, mm. no. And he said, well, why are you sneaking around? And she said, I found the letters and I this thing and I went to see this person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But there's there's two different things there because one of them is the the reporter from the Guardian who's writing a story about the mountain climber guy interviews the girlfriend and then she goes oh while i was doing research for this story i found a woman who has like a sexual assault allegation against him uh heather graham's character is like well can i can you send me the letter and i'll and i'll ch-. well she, yeah she's not even allowed to chase it up but she still does and so yeah he, the, she gets the a reporter, to her and snape's in the room and snape's yeah. like what's that she she's faxes like, it to her at fans. work it's during a pitch meeting in the middle of a pitch and she's she does a bad pitch. That was a stupid scene. That was actually yeah, a really funny scene. She just explained to them all. So she dumb. just said, "Women don't like games. Women like stories. Men yeah. like games." And she's like, "Hold on, I get a phone call." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, she goes, "The game is the wrong approach." You can't do that in the middle of the meeting. In the <laughs> meeting, yeah. And then the fax comes through, and she has to like hide that she's grabbing a fax while she's talking <laughs> to her boss in the like in the middle of this pitch. And he's he even like gets like she drops it maybe, and he goes to get it, and she like stands on it or something. She's she's really hiding this thing. And then it, I guess it has a name and an address or something. She chases that down, pretends to be a reporter, and yeah, interviews this person that potentially was raped by her boyfriend. And she tells the whole story, and it's like a pretty heinous story. But then, yeah, as as you said, she, uh, she's just like, now how can I kind of get money out of this? We people do that all the time. <laughs> It's almost a cute little comedic scene, though, because the fax falls out of the fax machine, it drops, and then Alan Rickman goes to pick it up, and she goes to pick it up, and then she's like, oh, I don't want you to see this, and we're having a pitch meeting. She's yeah. like juggling all these juggling all these plates at That's the same right. time. It's something straight out of Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> exactly, but it's really, like, what is written on the note is really harrowing. And email, email was around in 2002, <laughs> just email it, you know? Fax was still popular. Anyway, I feel like we... we, we We've explained enough, right? The, yes. The, the, the weird things keep occurring. Yeah. She keeps coming across, across more information. She finds all these letters from another one of his... So, what do we got? We got his first wife died on a mountain under strange circumstances. Then he had a second partner who um, she's found letters of hidden in his secret closet um, who has disappeared. And she goes and meets with this woman's mother and tries to find out... Uh, where she's disappeared to. She's looking through photo albums of this woman and she comes across a Polaroid taken in the exact same place just outside the um, church where she had earlier married... Uh, what the fuck is it? Voldemort's cousin or whatever. Voldemort Tallis um, is his name. Voldy sorry, Tallis. Voldemort Tallis. I am Tallis Mort. <laughs> um, Tom Riddle? <laughs> don't. Don't do what you're trying to do. Come back oh, to where you were. Okay. <laughs> Hang on. I just need to write something down. You guys keep going. And uh- I mean, I will say that that was a, a legitimately concerning moment. I like. When Wait, I we didn't talk the- about the yeah. mountaineering party. Oh, there was a yeah. there was a mountaineering what? party. Yeah, oh, that was fucking weird. With like psychedelic rock music going. It was it was like an art exhibition or an album launch party, but it was for just mountain, mountain climbers. climbers just enjoying like <laughs> an expensive house and some Jimi Hendrix esque music playing off in the background. And the sister of Mister Tallis gives Alice Tallis a necklace. Mm, that's yeah, right. that's important. And then um, we so she he's found these letters from uh, Talis's ex called Adele who's gone missing and they they were locked up in this cupboard basically and um, every time she's like looking at the letters he's coming home and it's real tense and she's like trying to like shove them under a door and stuff and and he's walking up the stairs and and then that was a sick scene yeah and then he's walking very slowly <laughs> it takes him so long to get back in 
Oh, that was so funny. But then, then there's a scene where they're having breakfast. And, you know, at this point, you're suspecting that he's a psycho and he's killing people. And um, she's suspecting that. And they have one of these tense scenes where you're like, they're feeling each other out by having a very casual conversation. He's reading the newspaper like really creepily. And then she brings up the rape allegation and he just very calmly denies it and then goes, oh, I'm going to go on a chat show. Oh, why didn't you tell me about this? No, oh, that's not how she says it. She says, why shows. didn't you tell me you were going on a chat show? <laughs> She's furious. She doesn't She doesn't want to bring up anything else. She's like, oh, hey, sorry to bring it up, but somebody did say you sexually assaulted them. Blah, I don't know. Blah, sorry. And then she's like, hey, why didn't you tell me you were going on a chat show? What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Chat show? Everyone has a line, okay? And she's been getting other letters as well. She's got another one that says, like, how far will you let him go, Alice? So someone's sending her these letters, and it's all kind of culminating up. And so she decides to track down this this woman called Adele, who was who was Talis's ex. She goes to her mum's house, and the mum's like, uh, she's been missing for eight months. She finds that Polaroid of her topless, just like the one that she Which has. Which is in a family and album. Then, um, Can we just talk about the topless photo in yeah, a family album that, that the mother so was funny. like, let's look at some old photos of my the missing daughter. Gives it to her. Here's her with her yeah, Barbara's out one of my favorites. in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is so topless funny. in the graveyard. That's so insane. And she's missing. <laughs> she's like, I've got some VHSs in the back as well if you want to check them out. Is there a script supervisor on this or no? Like no one – who didn't take a pass at this and was hung over and went, up, went to the meeting in the morning and went, no, no, yeah, no, it's all good, it's all good. See, nowadays this is way more common because if, if you do die early, your parents get all your possessions and they have your phone and they have all your nudes and they, and they put them up at your funeral and they show everyone like, and we remember your life the way that you stored your life. <laughs> I swear it's chemical. It's chemical, I swear. Hey, it's just chemical. <laughs> It is chemical. Anyway, so and then true. the mum says that Adam, the partner of the missing girl, is going to be here at any minute. You should meet him. You will love him. And she's like, well, that's my fucking husband. So I have to leave. And she kind of sneaks out and somehow doesn't get caught. But we do see somebody creepily reading a newspaper on a like bus stand. Yeah. <laughs> and then another guy creepily almost get onto the same train as her. But he's we've never seen him before. Yeah, and he doesn't come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there were like two weird misdirects, it's, weren't they? It's the old like, um, just the paranoia of like, is he here? Oh, he could be on this train. He could be around me. Oh, but no, these are just yeah. strangers. But it's like, he literally is there. He was five minutes away. Like, why would you go out the front door, you psycho? You could meet him at the front. No, like you have to do better. <laughs> Climb the fence. Yeah, yeah. Piss ball. Hey, what, what, what I think also needs to be explained a little further is that the, the sister has sort of yeah it's it's striking when you first meet the sister because she says this dude gets really obsessed with people like once 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 he loves someone he really loves them and then you start to find out about other partners that have disappeared and died and stuff and and she starts to put in her head oh i'm fucking dead this dude's gonna kill me because i'm starting to cotton on to him being a yeah. weird dude and so she gets home and she puts the kettle on and he's hiding in the dark, smoking, like in the shadows of the, of the kitchen or whatever. And so he comes out and you're like, oh my God, what's he going to do? And he like, he grabs her chin. Like, I think he grabs her face like really hard and he kisses her. As and then always. he just lays her on like the, the kitchen bench 
and ties her hands up and she's screaming and 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 she and he's like, oh no he's like open your eyes and look at me and she's like she just is doing like what a child does where she's kind of just no. like holding them and shaking no no <laughs> no, no I'm not going to no. open and he's like look at me I'm a sexy yeah. little and then, baby um, no. <laughs> <laughs> also it's it's trying to play off this precedent that's been set whereby she is totally fine with um, S&M stuff so the fact that he's now actually being violent and strapping her to a table with ropes is sort of like well you said it was okay this time so maybe when I'm actually going to kill you it's kind of okay and you're consenting here as mm. well it's a weird yeah. weird vibe and, and, and I think that really strikes home you know today we, we have to be a bit more prudish so that we know where the lines are and they're clear okay I don't know don't if we think? need to be prudish I just feel like we need to like not sexually assault people like that's my yeah. go to on mm. that well look t- t- tomato yeah. tomato I'm like what I'm saying? don't be prudish <laughs> and like don't fuck someone who doesn't want to be fucked like that's my general vibe but sure. like whatever sure. wow. yeah. or, or tie people to tables if, if it's yeah. clear that they don't want to be yeah. tied unless to they're table. annoying if they're annoying well, like that's tie just them not to what a table, table. Like, I think the fuck she, up. she also <laughs> she's in this weird place of it's almost like she's trying not to let on that she's trying not to let on that she's done all this investigative work so she's almost I don't know it felt like it was trying to portray that she's at the same time trying to be this sexy person but at the same time as that she's not because she's completely no I have I misread that being like look scared yeah look uh-huh. and breathe louder so she's like sitting up sitting down lying down being like ah, yeah. and being like no no my boobs and then being like <laughs> I think I'm gonna be cute like it's just like what's what she's also not saying things like Please untie me. Leave me alone. Well, no, please, that's, that, please, that's, that's please. Right. That's that's what it is. There's there's no. It's this weird thing where she's not like, holy shit, can you fucking not? But th- that's the scary yeah. thing, that, and that's the reason why. Like, not to get too dark, is like for a woman, yeah. like, that's the the scariest place you can get is the place where you have to actively be like, listen, I said uh-huh. no because that's when it could finally turn. So it's like, well, that's very very scary. So she's trying to play it safe and be like, we're right. married and we love each other, and mm. you know, I think that's the intention behind it, but. It's not very clear. I see. I see. She did have to trick him to get out of it. She was like, he was yeah. like, tell me. And she's like, I have to pee. Yeah. And he's like, all <laughs> right. Like, okay, yeah, that's babe. right. Oh, yeah. Little all bladder. Right. She's so cute. <laughs> it was a brilliant piece of trickery. Really like checkmate. They were having this deep and meaningful conversation where she's like, I just wanted to know what so your I stories were going to be. I'm sorry. Oh. I could have. So I could talk. love you more. Yeah, and then she's like, oh. Yeah, he's like, "Do you want? Do you like this? Do you like it when I tie you up here?" And she's like, "Adam, I need to pee," mm. and then she goes and pees and yeah. escapes. But but the other part is she says to him, uh, "I found Adele's letters," and he's like, "Oh, you found Adele's letters?" And he just throws them all on the ground. You can see all my letters. Look at them all. Yeah, you can read everything. I've he's mad at, at her. He's like, "Oh, you just found them." Oh, I'm sorry. You just found these letters. You didn't go yeah. a little snooping in my little secret <laughs> cupboard of serial killer secrets. Because I think you went yeah. in my serial killer secrets. Have you been on a chat show? Like, he's like treating her like she's dog shit. It's the most gaslighting, insane thing in the world. Like, this mm. is the thing is that we have kind of half a villain in him. And then we have his sister, yeah. mm. um, which we haven't even gotten to. God. Um, but it's just insane. <laughs> We're nearly there. We're nearly yeah, there. Yeah, the sister's 
creepy as all hell through this whole movie. You're always thinking, what's her deal? Why is she so invested well, in their relationship? Uh, she's point always of view, I was like, oh, okay, so she's like trying to fuck her brother and she's killing all the women. Like immediately, as okay. soon as we met her. Mm, yeah. See, wow. I thought Same. I, I Same. did I thought not. She wanted yeah. to. I just thought she was really nice. I thought she wanted to. Fuck <laughs> well, that's the why girlfriend. he said that thing about how it's chemical and why she was so horny for him the whole time and jealous when they went mm. rock climbing and he just pushed the sister yeah, out of the way so to get clear. to Heather Graham. She it was, was very like, clear. Oh, she was yeah. yeah. I was too busy looking at Heather Graham's face. She's very beautiful. Mm. She's a sexy little baby. When Heather Graham, <laughs> she gets off the table and she says she has to go pee, she goes to the cops and you're like, finally, she's got enough evidence. She tells her story and we find out that all the voiceover has been her telling the police this story because the way that we find out is that she's sitting there we cut to the police to the police like interview room and she goes and that's when i came to you (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah i like how he looks up in that moment like he's like oh oh it's over that was that was today (laughs) yeah yeah he just woke up (laughs) No, he's like, and then what happens? Well, do we catch the <laughs> yeah, guy or not? That's fucking insane. <laughs> he's he's yeah. eating popcorn. And the cop is really bad. He like yeah. shames her That's right. and shames the woman. He just goes, like, we can't do anything about this. This is this is nothing. And and that's and all. Yeah, like, like, you've been having dirty sex, you little dirty yeah. girl. So you can't bloody come That's in right. here and say, oh, he's trying to kill me. Well, you should have thought of that before you let him smack you on the yeah. bum. Damn now, straight. You? Yeah, you don't even have shoes <laughs> on. Yeah. He likes bringing that up. And they're in like an interrogation room as well. Yeah, she's like getting interrogated. Yeah, they're in an interrogation And then the room. cop reveals insane. that if you look behind this blind here, we can see into this other interrogation room, which is, is adjoining this interrogation room where we can see mm. them, but they can't see and, us. And the policeman and- almost tries to guilt her by saying... Look, he came in. He's looking for you. He brought you shoes. <laughs> yeah. I know it's so yeah. gross. And and he's worried about mm, you. Yeah, Adam's doing like a sob story, and there's like cops like shake, like rubbing his back and being like, "Don't worry, man. Everything's gonna be okay." Kind of thing. Like he's the victim. Or we'll something. get you back, yeah. your little sex slave. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really bad. It's really gross. But I mean, that, I mean, that makes sense. Like that. Happens. Yeah. Well, sure. But it's just. What happens after after that? Like somehow they she end go, up. That's when she goes to the sister. She's like, the cops can't help me, but maybe the sister can. So she tells her the theory, and then and the sister's standing in the doorway, and she's like saying like, wow, okay, you're giving me all this evidence, and then she's like, and you know the person who died on the on the mountain, and and the sister was there on that climb as well. Mm. She's like, well, like, can you give me any information about how she died? And she says like. Yeah, there's a specific type of anchor that can take a specific amount of weight and it had actually been changed for this one and she's just holding it at the front door and she's like, maybe he <laughs> did kill her. I have plenty out back. Yeah, he has. she has this whole theory and then Heather Graham's like, I'm going to go to the cabin in the woods, the mm. safe place. And the sister's like, well, I'm obviously going to come to the cabin in the woods with you. And it's like, mm, great. This will be well, They're going good. to search for the body of Adele, I think aren't they like in the graveyard area yeah 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 they're like i bet i yeah. i bet i know where her body is and if it is then i know that my husband's 
gen- genuinely a psychopath yeah. who wants to kill me, and then I'll leave him. But if we don't find anything, who can say what I'll yeah. do? Who can say? So to clarify, their plan is dig up a graveyard, and if they find mm. a body, they know he's bad, and if they yeah. don't, they... <laughs> what would have happened if there was no body? I don't though? know. And also, like, oh. like, what if they just dug what? into someone else's grave, and they're like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a graveyard. Yeah, you're going to probably hit a body. But, but they do do that. They're digging, like... Alone in the dark, and they're like, "Oh, it's all kind of frozen and hard." And um, and then they they finally, this is at the same statue where they took those Polaroid naked pictures as well, right? Like that's the that's the spot. That's how they know. And then Alice hits something with her her shovel, and it's a body. And they and they uncover the body, and it's got the same necklace that Deborah gave her. And this is and Deborah's the sister. And this is how we figure out. Oh my God. Deborah is the bad one. Deborah! <laughs> Alice Tallis picks up this necklace, which we have seen around her neck. We saw the sister give it to her. We also saw uh, Voldemort's brother see the necklace mm. on her, but we didn't see him react in any way. And then we see her pick the necklace up and she looks to the sister and she says the sister's name. She, that's all. Is I think, it Deborah? Yeah. Is that her name? Yeah, she just looks at her and she goes, Debra. She didn't know she could. Did you kill these girls? Debra. I can't believe you've done this. Instead of anything else. Yeah, instead of Debra being like, yeah, oh, that is definitely her because I gave her the same necklace. That's a necklace I give to all my friends. So that's definitely her. That's how I know it's that fucking dead. She's like, you caught me. Yeah. Well, like, it's like, what Whoopsie. That's not a murder weapon. That's a necklace yeah. you saw. She could have easily still kept the lie going for sure. Yeah. I also wish, you're right, the, the reaction wasn't big enough. She should have done a bit of a Ray Romano and been like, yeah, brah. Yeah, brah. It was just very, very silly. First piece of silk. I just had to check my go. notes, but that's what she says. Who do you think gave him his first piece that's of right. silk? That's right. And so then she sort of, and she switches to an American accent for that one line. I don't know. She launches. I think it's a horny phrase. I'm going to start saying yeah, that. True. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I'm going to start using it in emails to clients. <laughs> um, she she then, she then, the sister, Deborah, then launches into this big diatribe about how, you know, I've loved my brother ever since we fucked when I was 15, when we were 15, and no one else has ever been good enough for him. And I've been slowly killing them all off so that eventually he realizes he wants to marry his sister. Yeah. To be fair, she doesn't say he fucked me. She she just says we had something special or a relationship. She she dances around it a bit. She doesn't want to just be like, my first time was with my brother and it was the best. As you know, Alice, you've had sex with She me. screams, I'm talking about fucking. <laughs> Does she really? Yeah, she she oh. literally <laughs> says, who do you think gave him his first piece of silk, I'm Alice? Talking and about I'm talking fucking. about fucking. <laughs> Yeah, it's Declan hears what he she wants says, to we hear. We were fifteen. It, it's literally what she says. <laughs> I do not remember that, but neither do I. Maybe, maybe it was <laughs> uh, separate. We, we've had this issue before, actually, where you, you, some of yeah. the we've watched different downloads. Of, wait, no, no. Didn't you provide the link to Michelle? Yeah. All right. What are you talking uh, about? Who's Drew's like watching out. what? Like the Emirates down? What is that airline that's got all the stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. Stuff? Like one of you is downloading that. We watched a movie. Don't we watched a. Well, I think Jaws four, the Revenge. Um, one of the main one of the main characters was killed in Declan's version. 
No, one of the characters came back to life in Declan's version, but in ours, he died. It was really weird. What? Yeah. That is wild. Yeah, it was awesome. There's alternate cuts. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, a- anyway, I don't, it, it turns out this dude's good. And so they kind of like... <laughs> well, <laughs> he's good, not good. good is relative, <laughs> not man. <laughs> he's not good. But he didn't kill people. It's implied people. that he's yeah. good. He just hasn't killed apart from that Apart from that one time he threw the guy through the phone box. Why he hasn't hasn't he killed. disowned his sister? If something weird like that happened between me and my sister, I'd be like, right, never fucking just out of he my life. He says to Alice, That's he says to her, I thought it would be okay if you trusted me. I thought my sister wouldn't be able to yeah. kill you like the last mm. two wives I had <laughs> if you had only trusted uh, me. So even now he's fucking gaslighting I her swear. and she's just like shot a fucking flare gun through his sister. It is That's right. insane. That's right. <laughs> what you got to remember is I swear it's chemical. Yeah, that's true. Between, that's a really these, between point, these two actually. siblings. She, he turns to his sister and he says, fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice, shame yeah. on me. Shakes her hand and it zooms in on his face. He winks at the camera and the movie ends. That's That would have been better. It would have been better but than it, what we got. You're right, Hayden, because like, let's say I don't even have a sister, but let's say I had some sort of like really shameful, inappropriate relationship with her when I was younger okay. and I'm still freaked out by it. That's bad enough. Maybe I'd just be like, I'm not, go- I, I'm not going I, rock climbing with her anytime soon. You know, that's how you rebuild though. And then my girlfriends keep dying, and I know it's her doing it, and I'm still <laughs> like, we can still hang out, but just like stop killing yeah. my girlfriends. I know you're in love with me. Such a pain, mom. My sister's killing all my. It's crazy. Girlfriends and then the crazy thing is, like, I think he goes to like prison at some point, and I don't know why. Like, it's implied. That he goes away, and then apparently, like in the book, he's like in prison, but I don't know why. And then, and then they see each other again, and she's like, "Oh, yeah. maybe I couldn't yeah. have. Maybe a ground person like me couldn't be with a high flyer like him." A, a flatlander. Like, a flat- flatlander. Oh, flatlander! Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah fuck. <laughs> maybe a flatlander like me just can't hang with a high altitude man like him. It's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so we should just cl- clarify. The, the when she has this, the confrontation in the graveyard, uh, Alice and Deborah they have a fight, and Adam shows up, and that's and then yeah, you find out that they used to bang each other, um, and then Adam's standing over the grave that I think they've just dug up, and um, Deborah's about to smash him with a shovel, and then Alice shoots her with a flare gun like through the chest or something. Excellent mountaineering kill. We love these these kills using elaborate hooks and using like flare guns. And snow, anything mountain related. There should have been more of it, really. There should have been more mountains. Death becomes her, like when she shoots her through the stomach. It's a really big hole. I love it. I love that. It's a long death. Yeah. And then we get more voiceover. We get this, this like, that thing about the altitude and the flatlanders. But she's also just saying stuff like, and I wonder myself, like, what if that morning. I hadn't looked up and met him. What would my life be like? Okay. And so who's, who's she, she talking to, to now? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Did she go back to the cops to be like, oh, you wanted to hear She's how like, it ended? I just want to let you know what happened. Because then she goes like, two years later, I saw him on an escalator. He was going down and I was going up. And boop, ba da boop. And we like, looked at each other, but to? we didn't say anything. She's killed a woman, yeah. meanwhile. Sorry, like, she, has. she has killed She's a woman. She's been through some shit. I would like it if what actually happened is then, um, like, that final voiceover we find out is um, her doing a book reading at the very same bookshop 
That, that sh- they first met in, and she's signing the books now. And it's called "Killing Me Softly." Yes. That's right. Yes. Does does anything happen after she says that? Does I, again? This happens every fucking time it's, we record a podcast. Es- I don't know the how this. It's the escalator, and then it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Just fade to black. They 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 pass and it each starts other. Again. They it's look at each loop. other. They I was I was thrilled to have another movie that genuinely held my attention. Like it's usually hard. Like I usually break it up into two viewings. I'll. I don't know, I'll fucking fold the washing for half an hour and watch half an hour and they'll be like, oh, Jesus, that made folding the washing so much worse than it usually is. But, um, yeah, I, 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 another movie that I wanted to watch all the way to the end. Oh, that's good. That's, that's good. That is good. If we talk about what could have happened at the end, I think I really like your guys' book signing ending, but I'll also add uh, that- Sorry, no, 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 no. no. My book signing. No, no, don't incorporate these guys into it. Okay, they had nothing to do with my idea. <laughs> you got copyright. I mean, we were we we were there. We were sort of bringing mm, the energy. It was a collaboration. You, though? Yeah. I'm a writer by profession, and I'd prefer to be left off the final. Thank draft, you. That's okay. Thanks. That's fine. Your loss. But but in the bookstore, she should have been writing the book, killing me softly, and then um, Ray Fine should have walked in and like given her the eye. <laughs> And then you'd be like, oh, wow, he has a brother as well. <laughs> no, and then- no, 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 no. Rafe, Rafe finds uh, the guy who plays Adam and then Alan Rickman and, <laughs> and the, the, guy the, the, plays- the guy. They all walk into the bookshop and they look at each other and they go, what? <laughs> no. And then it ends. There's so many beautiful options to have in this beautiful film. Now, we do like to end by giving a score. So, Michelle, how do you rank this out of 10? Give us your final thoughts. Give us a wrap up and we'll just um, go around. It's like a... Th- Four out of ten, but like for horniness, it's like a seven. Okay, so if you're a horny movie fan, you might really like this one. If you just like normal movies, it's a four out of ten. And you're allowed to give decimal points as well. Well, you didn't tell me that before. Goodness. But we'll just go with four. All right, start the pot again. Please don't start this again. I don't want to ever (laughs) think about this film ever again. Five, four, three, two. Stop it. All right, welcome to Truly Rotten Tomatoes, everybody. (laughs) Mitch, are you there? You're frozen for me. Whoa. He looks no, entertained. That's just regardless. how happy he is. Um, yeah, I'm here. The movie was swell. Uh, good movie. Good fun. I give it all my points. I give it all the points for the rest of the show, so I don't have any points for the rest of the movie. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, Hayden, what, what score do you give um, Killing Me Softly 2002? I think you know the question I'm going to ask you first. <laughs> what score does Staying Alive have? What score did I give... It still has a 6.5. 6.5. I'll give this a 6.47. Wow. That's... that's Okay. You've been given the last... I liked this movie. I, I just found it fucking weird and intriguing enough to pull me through. Yes, there were some sex scenes. Yes, I like to look at Heather Graham's face. I thought she kind of played the role in a really... I don't know. She was just weird. It was weird, right? I sat there thinking, is she a good actress? She is, is she a, good a good actress. actress. I don't she's know a great she... actor. Yeah, is she, she is good. And I won't hear another word about it. And I've got to go to bed. So give us a number. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I can't remember what it was, but it was one below staying alive. 6.47. 6.4. Okay. I'm going to whiz through my review. This this movie was cluey and I give it uh, 4.3. Very watchable. That's a 4.3 from Morgan Quinn. Uh, I'm going to give it a 5.8, which is the second highest I've given. As, as we said, it's not a good movie, but 
compared to the ones we've seen, it is very good. And because it's not boring and it's got a bit of like, oh, what's going to happen? And I actually want to see what happens in this makes it over a a 5.5 for me. So that's the podcast. Thank you so much, Michelle, for coming. Thanks for having me. Sorry for being mean. Yeah, cheers. (laughs) That's what we're all about here. We, you should see how hard we bully people. Oh, it's, it doesn't suit me very well, but I was like, I'm going to have to be mean on this. That seems like the vibe. <laughs> Is that your new brand? The 2020 so brand? Ruse. Michelle Brazier. Michelle's a bully. The mean comic? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, it suits you really well. I, I bought it. I, I felt like very insulted. Thanks so, so thanks much, a lot. guys. Thank you, friends. All right. Well, it's good to meet you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for coming. coming. Bye. See ya. See you around the traps. Take care. Peace out. And see you around the traps is something we've all said. Uh, hey, Mitch is here and he's got his point. Overall, loved it. Loved the whole. No, I don't know, man. It was it was it was a weird nightmare, but you know, an enjoyable ride. I think this is this is the first one that I think I'm going solidly. I mean, there were some things that I think that they dealt with pretty horribly. But honestly, like I'm probably, I'm going to give it a 4.9, nearly a dead average movie.